everyone needs a mentor. You need someone to help you, someone to talk to, someone to get extra advice from. I've been lucky to have some good people in my life to help this mentoring process. This is what life is. It's a learning curve. To help people, uh, you need a good mentor. And that can advise different ways that there are to do things. Um, we are here with Malcolm Lang from AOAL.com.au. Now, Malcolm is a construction RPL mentor, and he is an everyday person, but he's been through so many things from losing marriages, losing businesses, and he now has a solid, happy family. He helps other people just like you achieve their goals. He is a co-author with Pat Masidi in the recently published from potential to prosperity. So we're going to have a lot of fun, learn a lot of things, and just be fulfilled in general. So Malcolm, glad to be speaking with you. Thank you, Robert. Thank you for having me on here. It's fantastic. Yes, it is fantastic to be here and to be with you and have you as a wonderful guest. If someone uh, comes across you and they hear about you for the first time and they say, what's the 30 to 60 seconds elevator pitch? What is Malcolm all about? What is his uniqueness, his focus, his passion? What's the answer? I think, to be honest, it's about my feelings towards people. Like I've always wanted to help people. And being through lots of dramas in life, like businesses and marriages and stuff, that the stuff that everyone goes through, and that's just life experience. So it's been a learning curve. And now been in the construction industry for 40 years or over 40 years, I've learned and I've trained kids and adults in all the construction processes. And I think seeing people achieve something that they, they really struggle with because it's, I don't think our governments make anything very easy for us. So reading and understanding what qualifications are and what they require is very hard and, and it's time consuming. So what we've done is cut it all down and made it easy for people. And that's what it's all about is helping people. Wonderful. You're all about helping people and just navigating th those difficulties of life that we all go through, right? We all go through those seasons and it's the same, but different. And so you're in the construction industry and you help people with their qualifications. And to, to me, construction can mean so many different things. And I'm not even sure where to begin. So when you say construction, do you have a sub area of focus and what sort of qualifications do you help with? In construction, we mainly help the building industry, uh, building houses and high rises and things like that. So the civil construction world, which is not what we tax, it's building houses. And what the qualifications we help people is get their cert tree. And for example, someone from overseas might not have the qualification in Australia, which is not recognized here. So we help them get a qualification, say in carpentry, for example, get their cert tree in carpentry. And then if they would have come through and get their license, we help them get that as well. And then if they want to become a builder, we help them obtained a cert four or a diploma in building construction to obtain the pro the pathway to get their building license. And then we even go further, which no one else does, is goes through and helps them get their building license. Because there's a lot of red tape and ambiguous questions that make people really just their heart falls out when they see all this information. So we help them through that process. Great. So there are people that have they're coming from some other country perhaps they have these skills, they need this qualification to be figured out, this certification, and then to uh, answer the tests and just to go through all that red tape in order to then become qualified and to do things properly. And so with all your 40 years of construction work, I'm sure that you've seen so many of the do's and don'ts, right? When you think about like, someone's character, someone's work ethic, someone's just attention to detail, I'm sure that you've seen just 
the people that do things completely wrong and they, they wash out, they don't last, and other people like yourself who really stepped up and succeeded. So what do you think we need to be focused on? What should we be avoiding in our work, in our life? And then what should we also be trying to increase or enhance? Look, uh, Robert, I think uh, everyone needs a mentor, everyone. And I don't care who you are in this life. You need someone to help you, someone to talk to, someone to get extra advice from. And I've been lucky to have some good people in my life to help this mentoring process. Maybe that would fix the marriages and business in the first place, but this is what life is. It's a learning curve. So to help people, uh, you need a good mentor and that can advise you different ways that there are to do things. Um, people struggle with the way our, our education system is written. Um, and they don't understand what questions mean because they're written in a term that really don't help the layman, like the construction worker, for example, like me, I'm a carpenter as well. We, we're good with our hands. We're not we're good smart with our brain, so to speak, but we help people understand that. And, and, and you've got to break it down in, in layman's terms. And that's what we help with. Can relate to that very much of seeing something written down, like perhaps taking a test or like a multiple choice test or an essay question and saying, that's not worded very well. And then saying this can mean one of two different things and just being completely stuck. But then when you have that actual real life human being to navigate some of those things, I can see how that can just clear up so much of the frustration and so many of the mistakes. And so when you mention a mentor, you have me thinking back on all the different years of like when I'd have this person for a year or two years, or sometimes we'd grow apart and sometimes they'd feel that mentor didn't really help me, but then that one did. What do you think a mentor is to you and what qualities should we be looking for in one? I think you've got to look for some, um, a mentor that is on the same wavelength as yourself and basically wants the same goals as you. It's no good having a mentor that just wants to make money for himself. That's not what it's about, is it? It's about someone that works with you and wants to see you achieve something. They get off on seeing you achieve something. And that's the beauty of it. It's not about money. It's about seeing that facial expression when you help someone. And that's yes. what you need to see in your mentor. You need to see that like your face. You enjoy helping people. All right. And you do like you enjoy it. You make money out of it, obviously, but you want to help people. You, you enjoy it. And that's what it's all about. Yes, I agree with you completely there that if the money is important, you do have to pay the bills. But if you're all about the money, then you'll be constantly having to force yourself to act in conflict with your own beliefs. But then when you can help someone along and you see the spark, see the excitement, see the joy, and you experience it along with them, it's like going to an amusement park together or seeing a fun movie together. You just have this shared experience and then you also get the fulfillment that you helped and that they helped you. And so it seems to be a lot of fun all around. And so when we're on a, a podcast here, we always enjoy jumping into stories. And stories are really those things that can really stick with us, right? Like you can talk all day long about advice and attributes, but stories are what are just make the world go around. So as far as the, the things that you've gone through, your own transformation, uh, dealing with a mentor, being a mentor, fixing your life, getting on the right track, whatever, what sort of story jumps out at you that you feel like sharing today? I suppose I've been through a couple of marriages, which is no one's fault, just the way life is. I've got some good, gorgeous kids out of it, but also going through a business tra um, traumas from failed fail marriages, I assume, and also not having mentors. It's funny, Rob, when you get to a certain point in a business, you can't get any further. And that's what I've always been like. 
can't go any further. So a mentor is helping me get past that barrier. So that's what it's all about. It's helping some help there. But fighting through life is a struggle. You've got COVID-19, which destroyed a lot of people. So I've been through that trauma. I've been down to my last dollar, for example, of when I was in working in Perth. One of the doctors over there told me I had cancer. Those tra traumatic things uh, hurt people. So you've got to fight through this. And, and if you don't fight, you're not going to win. You have to win. You have to get there. You have to achieve those goals for your kids. Now I've got a fantastic family. I've got, I've got a 41-year-old son and a 43-year-old and daughter, but I've also got now a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old child. So we're starting again, basically, in life at my age, which is very, very hard. <laughs> But it's what I want to, it's what I want to help people and get through. I want to see these young kids achieve something in their life as well. So yeah, there's been lots of struggles with, and I'm not going to go on about my struggle too much because everyone has the same thing. I think, get over it, move forward, go to the next, go to the next level. Yes. Approach the next challenge with this optimism that you're describing and making the best of it. And also there seems to be somewhat of noticing that if the present is bad or is not ideal, there's always so many more things in the future to look forward to. And in the life expectancy that we all have now, we can live these multiple lifetimes, right? Like four or five different lifetimes of different careers, different locations, different families, and just make the best of it. And it seems like a lot of what you're speaking with as well kind of ties back to the mentorship where it's not just about you, but it's also about other people, right? You mentioned your family, but then also they also benefit from you being around and receiving your love. And that's wonderful to to think about. And you have a lot of things that you, you've gone through and that you figured out in life and in business. And I want to pivot a little bit and talk about this concept that you explained in your book chapter about this kind of RPL thing and like getting people in the construction industry up to snuff with their qualifications and their experiences. So can you tell us about this RPL concept and what it's all about? RPL is recognized prior learning and it's exactly that. Everyone has life experience. Everyone's got experience in, in whatever field they, they work in. They may not just have a piece of paper to prove it. And unfortunately in today's society, you have to have that piece of paper to prove you're competent. A piece of paper doesn't prove you're competent, but that's what our regulations are. So we've got to abide by all that. What people have is that they've worked, like, for example, you might have a, I've got a carpenter that worked in the industry for 20 years, never obtained a piece of paper to say he was a carpenter. So we've gathered the evidence for him to show the RTO, which is recognized tra training organization to, to see that he's got the qualification to obtain his search training carpentry. And that's how it's done. It's getting their evidence, their experience. We break down. It, it's very hard to understand what you need to have because when you go to an RTA, they say, prove it, give me some evidence. What evidence do you want? They don't tell you. So we help people understand what evidence you need. And we have a templates. We have all sorts of things to help people guide them through it, what's required. And that's the, the benefit of coming with us to help people get their RPL because it's a big job. It is a big job. It's not easy. It's, it's not like going to college to TAFE or whatever. You've got to sit in class so you can't earn a living. With us, RPL, you just give us the evidence and we sort it out and put in the right package, so to speak, so you, you can obtain the qualification. I suppose that breaks it down in a nutshell. It's a process of using your knowledge 
whether it's life experience or your trade experience to obtain a qualification. And so this RPL concept, it mirrors the mentoring concept in that some of the problems that are in front of a person is that number one, they just don't know how to navigate that bureaucracy, that red tape that we've been talking about. They don't know how to like check the right boxes. But then there's also that concept of they're so close to their own knowledge, they, don't, they take for granted what they know because it's so simple and easy and they've had all these years. And so by looking at those two extremes of the navigating the red tape, but then also taking that inventory of what they already have, you can piece together something that can get them through and get them beyond the frustration of being like lengthy in experience, but not in the education. And so this RPL, recognized prior learning, is this like your innovation or is this something that just exists in the industry? No, it exists in the industry and it's been used a little bit. Unfortunately, governments don't tend to like it too much because they believe you have to go into a classroom and learn. It's totally untrue. You don't have to go to a classroom. Like most people learn from experience. They learn hands-on. If you want to become a builder, you get your experience from becoming a builder, not learning in a piece of paper what it is to be a builder. And the same in any, in any industry, you, you get that experience by doing the job. So it's such important. And you mentioned before about experience and stuff. People don't understand, like, yet the interview might say, oh, you need photos of what you've done. And someone might say, well, I haven't got me in the photo. Okay. And a tradesman wouldn't take photos of himself. He's going to take photos of the job. So he's not going to be in there. We show you how you're going to use that experience still, even if you aren't in the photo, we can show you how to do that. So that experience can be used. You mentioned before, it's, it's very hard and very ambiguous to understand what is required. What evidence do I need to show? We break it down and show you whatever's. Everyone's got experience. If you work in, as, a, as a carpenter and you, have, and you don't know what experience, you've got that experience. We just have to show you what you have got. And that's the important thing. I agree. And I, I love this concept. And do you have a fun story to share with us about some sort of transformation of someone in the construction industry you've helped either with, with RPL or just someone you've seen go from point A to point B? Maybe they completely sucked and totally struggled at first with the construction industry, but then they turned things around. Do you have anything to share with that either about transformation as a, as a carpenter or construction worker or with this RPL process? Robert, we have, we've got lots of experiences there helping people along. And one comes to mind just quickly, a Polish gentleman working in Perth, he come from Poland, painted over in Poland all his life, got a job in Western Australia and Western Australia law is a little bit different to everywhere else. So you've got to understand that. So he's worked as a painter for the last like 17 years, like he told me, uh, in, in Western Australia and he was trying to obtain the qualification from a government department, TAPE, et cetera. And he's getting knocked back all the time or getting stalled out all the time. And he come to me and said, look, what can you do? I said, what experience have you got? And he showed me what he's got. And I said, well, you've got plenty of experience. So I showed him how to put it all together. And we got his qualification. It'll be after about three or four months, we got his qualification for him. Now he's went on to get his uh, painter's license and he's just moved forward. So he's been held back that piece of paper for years from our red tape. And it's totally ludicrous that someone is stopped from getting a qualification because of uh, red tape. And that's what it's all about is that red tape stops people. 
it stops people. But then luckily there are these tools in place. And many times we think in terms of, of tools, reading a, a book or taking a program that sometimes someone, a person themselves, your mentor can be that resource, can be that very useful tool just to, to get you pass and to get you to that goal. And so when it comes to like coaches and mentors, there's always this talk of being coachable, right? That sometimes even if you if you don't have a coach, then that's definitely a problem. And you should go and seek a coach for your life problems or your marriage or your career or whatever, if you're stalled out there. But then you sometimes hear stories where sometimes someone goes to a coach expecting it to just instantly magically solve all their problems and they have a bad attitude or, or a good attitude. So what should someone know going in if they want to be coachable? What should they keep in mind? You've got to have an open mind when you go to, to, to get a coach, just someone to help you. You've got to have an open mind. But I think if the coach can't recognize or read you and understand you, then he's not the right person for you anyhow. Everyone's different, Robert, and, you know, as, as a trainer assessor, I've got to evaluate people and, and understand what they are and try to help them rather than have my ego get in the way of their life. And that's the big problem. People's ego gets in the way of trying to help people. And that's what is important to understand to, to overcome. Yes. And I think we can all relate to that, right? That especially for me, teenagers, early adult years, man, that, that ego really squandered a lot of opportunities. I let my emotions get in the way, the arrogance and many, the ego can be a, a helpful kind of thing for us to sometimes stand up for what's important, but many times more often than not, it probably gets in the way. So it's, a, it is important to recognize when you're wrong or when just things aren't quite right or you need to take a different approach. And I love what you're saying here about how this coach or mentor is a two-way street, right? It's not just about if you are right for them, but also if they are right for you. You've given us many things to think about, right? As far as just if we're stuck in these many different life and career situations, there's always an alternative path. There's always someone that we can speak to and there might be some kind of other program or way through our situation. For example, if someone says, I have all these years of experience, but not enough education, there might be a way to, to navigate that bureaucracy. And so if someone wants to find out about you and your builder's course and the service that you provide, how can someone find you and how does someone know if they're a right fit for you? I think the easy answer is uh, we have a website, www.aoal.com.au is the best way to contact us or my phone number or my email address, but, and that's all on my website. The best way for us to help people is us to find out your story. Okay. So we need to find out all about you and the way for, the, for you to do that is email us and tell us what you've done and what you require. Once we do that, we can break down and I know the pathway because there's many pathways to help people because everyone's different. Everyone's story is different. They requirements are different. So it needs to be broken down by us to see which way we can help you. Wonderful. And I like your kind of opening there where you said that contact you. And sometimes people say, I don't know what to say. You say, just tell me your quick and brief story. Tell me about what's led you here and where you're currently stuck and what you would like to achieve. And so the place to go and take that next step is aoal.com.au. And what are the prerequisites for someone contacting you? I imagine they need to be like based in Australia, uh, in the construction industry. They need to be like a certain area of Australia or certain years of experience. What does someone need to have accomplished in order to contact you? 
Robert, I think, yeah, you have to be in Australia, although we do help people overseas obtain qualifications as well, but it's mainly people that are in Australia. So if you've got a qualification in Australia and you think you've got enough, that's enough. We can find out, we can make, we can have an assessment of you and say, look, no, you haven't got enough, but here is some gap training to help you to get over the line. All right. So there's all ways of helping people. You might not have enough physical evidence, so we can give you some questions to answer that can relate to cover all the units that are required in your course that you want to do. But the big one is if you haven't got enough qualification or enough evidence or enough experience, we can give you gap training. So we can give you further training to help you get past that requirements by our government. Excellent. And so what it's, it seems is that there's like the solution to be had. And then one step before that is saying, here's the problem figured out. And then based on the problem, then now I know what to get you to the solution. And many people don't even know what the full problem is, right? They don't even know these, these things they need to even have prepared or organized. So I can definitely see the value and someone having that conversation with you just to take those, not even the first step, but the, even the step before that. And as Malcolm, it's always scary to take that step, right? To, to just, like you said, get past the line. And sometimes it just takes that, that one email, that one phone call, that one reach out. And so is there any sort of motivational words of advice you have for someone? If they're afraid of, of taking any kind of next step in their life, they're afraid to even look into this. We might be afraid to go to the dentist because we haven't been in so many years. You might be afraid to contact that financial advisor because of our money situation, or they might be afraid to contact you just because of whatever, embarrassment, nervousness, anxiety. So do you have any sort of reassuring, motivational words of advice for someone who's just afraid to take that initial step? I think just follow what I've done, Robert. Look, I've been scared to do things all my life and, and not confident to do things. And the only way to do it is jump off the, la off the ladder or jump off the platform and have a go. What's the worst can happen? You have a, a conversation with me, tell me a story. So I know about you. Is that the worst thing can happen? Oh, that's so bad. It's easy. Tell me what your story is. Try, just try. You have to have a go. If you don't have a go at something, you're never going to know. So take the leap. Some people have an ego problem. So drop the ego. Some people, as you said, have anxiety. Well, we all have anxiety, so I can help with that. Be calm and talk to you and, and put you through the process. So just have a go at it. It's for you. The benefit's for you. It's for you and your family. That's what you have to remember. You're helping your family. Try. Very helpful. Awesome. I love it. Try, make the effort, do it for you and your family. It's not as scary as your mind is making it out to be. Other people have followed in your path and you don't have to go it alone. You can go through with the help of this mentor, such as Malcolm at aoal.com.au. So thank you very much, Malcolm, for showing up and for just uh, wowing us, amazing us, helping us with those things we need to know to achieve our goals and especially in the Australian construction industry. As we're wrapping up our conversation, do you have any final words of advice or anything that you feel like we left out or should we just say, job well done? I think you handled it very well, Robert. <laughs> you did. Um, <laughs> no, look, we're just here for people, Robert. And I think that's what people need to understand. We're here to help them. Don't be scared, have a go. If I can't help you, then you haven't lost anything but I'm sure we can. There's always a way. Just think of that. Just remember that's always a way to. There's always a way and your helpful message kind of applies in many ways that if we can be a person who lives a life 
to help others, then we can overcome so many things with our own insecurities, our own fears. Just be a person who helps others. And the very first step for you out there in podcast land to do that is to go to aoal.com.au and find that contact information, have that conversation with Malcolm, see what the next step can be for you. And if there's no risk, there's no reward, as they say. So just don't think too much about it. Go ahead, take that next step. And then you'll look back years from now and be amazed at the journey where you've come. So aoal.com.au. Malcolm Lang, fabulous speaking with you. Thank you very much, Robert. Thank you very much. Talk to you again, guys.